What's up, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a new episode of Phoenix Down. This is episode 12.5. We are continuing our playthrough of Xenogears, the epically long JRPG on the PlayStation 1. And tonight I have with me Matt. Hello. And uh, yeah, we're going to continue on through it. It's um, We're past the halfway point. As far as I can tell. <laughs> um, and uh, we... <laughs> it's a hell of a game, man. This is... Man, this is a long game. Yeah, this is a throwback to when I had all the time in the world and I only got two games a year. This would have been, been fantastic. I would have relished this thing for months. Yeah, that's, that's about me. Uh, 13 years old. Not a care in the world. Come home from school, summer break, psh, do nothing except play video games. Yeah, instead I was playing and replaying Resident Evil and uh, <laughs> playing a lot of Twisted Metal. There you go. Oh, somehow, sadly, missing games like this. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII was me, Metal Gear Solid, all those wonderful games. But yeah, Xenogears. Um, get right into it. Last we left off, Faye was... Injured in the battle with Ramses, uh, in a coma, uh, almost dead. He was on life support at one time. And um, we uh, took him to uh, have some work done uh, to the uh, Athos, the holy people um, that are very, very good healers as well. And the uh, thing that they never really brought up, except at the very beginning of the game, is that they they control the the scavenging of gears. You know, they, oh, that's right. Yeah, they're the ones who basically, if you want to get a part for your gear, you get it through the ethos. Um, and there's a reason for that. We will actually get into that a little bit uh, this episode. But yeah, um, last we left off, we were going back to the orphanage. They say that um, at the Ethos headquarters, uh, Faye is going to make it. He just needs some rest, um, and uh, hopefully he will regain consciousness in a few days. So we go back to the orphanage to thank Billy for all his help. Um, when we get there... Um, there's a lot of things you can do. There's some books and things like that, which I have to bring this up. I didn't know. I, like, I thought it was like a side thing because I'm looking at the fact while I'm playing this. Yeah. And I thought it was, oh, just get these three books because it's, you know, it's um, just some kind of side thing where you get, oh, like a better weapon or something like that. No, you actually have to get these things. Wait, I don't think I ever got the books. You didn't have to get them? No. See, I was thinking you had to get him because you had to see him. You had to see Billy come out of the of the 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 oh, bookcase. Yeah, and I thought the only way to open that was to get the books. No, I just walked up to the bookcase and hit X, and then it moved to the side, and he came out from behind it. <laughs> Damn it! This is why I don't. I need to read ahead. <laughs> Because <laughs> I kept doing it, and I like I looked ahead a little bit, and it said you have to see this in order to move on in the story. And I'm like, son of a bitch, I gotta get all these books. So I did all these fucking odd and end things to get these fucking books. 
And it was, I was like, Jesus, this is just taking too fucking long. Which the, I should say, I did this part before last week's episode. We just kind of stopped before that. So I did all the, the whole orphanage stuff last week. Um, uh. Yeah. So I was a little ahead of you there. But um, so you may have to help me out on, on what all was being said. <laughs> um. I know uh, Billy talks about his uh, father. In fact, his father shows up, Jesse, the the renegade gunslinger. Um, I think they exchange a few words. We find out that um, Sigurd and Saitan know uh, Jesse. Shocking. Yeah. Um, in fact, I believe, didn't they say that he was... Their senior or something like that. Yeah, he was like one year ahead of them. Yeah, in the in the academy in Solace. Yeah. Um, so they all know each other, of course. Um, they all came to Earth or whatever this planet's called. Um, and left Solace. Uh, we don't really know the reason for uh, Jesse leaving, but needless to say, he did. Um. Let's see here. What else happened? <laughs> um jeez. I mean there was there was an exchange. Uh I think uh Jesse mentioned that he is he's looking for something and uh has to leave. Um Man, now I'm blanking. See I did this last week. Uh, you got the Bishop Stone shows up. Um, you know the 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 older guy who helps out around the um, he's part of the ethos as well, but uh, he also helps out around the orphanage. Everybody loves him. Um, let's see here. Not so with Jesse. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, he 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 is. Kind of a ruffian. Um, they uh, he he has some. I think I think what happens is he has some pressing matters he'd like to discuss with Saitan and um, Sigurd. So they go back to the uh, Yggdrasil. Your Hey, I wonder how many different ways we pronounce that. I don't know either, and I'm pretty sure I haven't got it right yet. I think it's Yggdrasil. 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 Okay. Because on Game of Thrones, uh, they pronounced her name as Igrit. Igrit? It's Y-G. See, I always thought it was I. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well. <laughs> you shouldn't spell anything with a Y-G if you want it pronounced correctly. Yeah, that's just true. But, um, so, uh... Uh, we go back to the the ship, Bart's ship. Um, Jesse's sitting around having a few drinks, uh, talking with Sigurd and um, Saitan, reminiscing about old times, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then we get another cutscene, basically showing um, Jesse go back to the orphanage to find Billy. Um, they have a big falling out, like getting pissed off at each other. Uh, thinking um, 
he doesn't like Billy doesn't think he's really his father and stuff like that and how he's 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 a drunkard and you know he he's talking about his mom which we find out a little bit later his mom was actually killed but what what ends up happening is what we what Billy wants us to do a little bit later on he wants us to join him on a hunt see what the ethos does partly um not only are they a religion but they are also like um exterminators of these things called the reapers um they're like these beast demonic not really demonic but like these beastly human humanoid kind of things that uh have basically been invading some of the lands and they're kind of like I, I for the lack of a better term uh, demon hunters yeah you know kind of van helsings something like that um and uh billy's going off because he 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 heard that there is a a ship that may be possibly being taken over by the reapers what was the other term for the reapers you remember oh god um I didn't know they were called anything but Reapers. Yeah, they're they're called something, but something else. But I can't remember what it is. Um, but during this, we get the whole cutscene showing Billy's memories of whenever he was a kid and how him and his sister lived with his mom and his dad ran off and didn't come back for a long time. And she was killed by some of the Reapers. And, um, yeah, this is like the uh, tribute to Billy episode in his yeah. messed up life. Yeah, Billy's got some crazy things going on. Um, S- selling his body. <laughs> that, that shit right there. <laughs> he, um, he, he, his, it's traumatic for him. Uh, traumatic for his sister, too. She stopped talking, uh, when she saw her mother die. Um, Prim, right? Prim, yeah. Uh, Primera, I believe is her full name. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she, um, what happened was the Reapers came in, killed the mother, and were about to go after the kids. And uh, the bishop, Bishop Stone, came in, killed them, saved their lives. And um, at that point, uh, the bishop offered. Billy to come join the ethos so he because you know he wanted revenge or not really revenge but he wanted to purge the world of these evil reapers and stuff like that so he joined the ethos because they're the the reaper hunters basically um and yeah he he says he even considered selling his body or whatever but it's so stupid that's so random because uh, he had to take care of his sister yep I'm just like okay Gotta do what you gotta do. And uh, I know Bart... Billy boy. <laughs> Bart freaks the fuck out about it. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear you say that again. So, um... But anyway. We eventually, um... What, what is the actual name of the ship? It's like a ship that's kind of just like... Floating in midair. Um... It, in fact, it may be an ethos ship. It's like a transport vehicle. 
um, that they believe may be taken over by the Reapers. Um, so we travel there, um, and sure enough, the Reapers are there. But this is the first time we get to try out Billy in, in combat. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he uses guns, multiple guns. Um, like One of them is just for ether attacks. Yep. The other one's like a heavy shotgun, and there's one like his light attacks or his regular pistols. Um, almost, his magic is, is indispensable. Yes. I use a lot of his healing magic. Yeah. His holy order magic. Healing the entire party at, at one time is fantastic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, um... And it's a ton, too. Most of the time when I do it, yeah. it's like full health. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. So I, I decided I want to keep him in my party. <laughs> um, but what what I did here, and I'll just go ahead and mention, um, I went ahead and kind of power leveled a little bit here. Did a little bit of grinding in this area. Mainly because I realized that there's a good amount of enemies that give a decent amount of experience points, but I really wanted to learn some of those death blows because I understood there was a correlation between the death blows you knew when you're outside of your gear and the ones where you are inside of your gear. Uh, so they translate? Sort of. The more death blows you have, period, the more you're going to have in your gear as well. So I decided to do a little bit of power level. In fact, I, I ran around this area for about an hour. Well, now that we have Billy, it's not like a, a net loss while we're doing this either. Yeah. Because you don't have to spend all your money on healing items to make up for the life that you lose in these fights. This is true. So, so I've been, that's, uh, that's a good idea. I need to do that. Yeah. Um. So I, I power leveled... I can't remember what level I got to at this point, but I know where I ended or where we're going to end today. But um, I, 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 that's what I was mainly focused on was learning death blows. So, uh, and I, I mean, Billy, yeah, he, he's a badass. He does all this like gun kata stuff. Billy badass. Yeah, Billy the badass. I like his like where he throws a coin out. For one of them, yeah. And then does he shoot the coin? I think he shoot. I don't know what he does. To be honest with you, it's kind of hard to tell. Sort of two bullets out of it. Maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought he flipped a coin to distract them. You know yeah, how like <laughs> you know how like in some movies like the good guy will like grab something like a ball or something and throw it at the guy so the guy catches it and while he's catching he punches him in the face. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> but um. So yeah um. Reapers are here. Uh, there's a couple other special uh, enemies. There's an enemy in particular that can put you to sleep, which was kind of fucking annoying. I can't remember what it was called. It was like a weird, like it was like a floating bust. Yeah. But um. Automatically puts all of your party to sleep. Yeah, that was so annoying. But um, eventually, um, which this one, th this this area wouldn't too. It wasn't very large and it wasn't very complicated. There was a couple things where you had to like flip switches to open doors and things like that, but yeah. uh, it it wasn't very difficult. Um, but eventually we make it to where we need to go, um, which is the 
I guess the cockpit of this vessel. I'm not too sure what exactly it was, but it looked like a cockpit. Um, and right when we get there, we fight what looks like red rum again. <laughs> yeah. Um, except it's not red rum. It's uh, it's named bloodied. Yeah, a little palate swap. Yep. Um, but it does have that wonderful attack called uh, murder. And um, that fucking attack sucks ass. Yep. Because it grabs a hold of one of your characters and sucks all the life out of it. Zero hit points left. And and heals itself with it. Especially if it's Billy that he grabs. Yeah. And I'm just like, man. Uh, luckily, I um, I had bought the uh, a bunch of the um, the items that revive you. Is that the Zetasol? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the Zetasol. Yep. Um, so I have like twenty of those. Ha! Huh, nice. So I like, yeah, I just hoard that shit. Yeah, I stocked up. I've got about twenty of everything. Yeah. And so that's what I've I've been doing since then. But yeah, bloody. <sighs> Since I had been doing a little bit of power leveling, wasn't too difficult. Yeah, he killed two of my characters, but I mean, I revived them. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, I was I in the same boat. I didn't think it was that bad. Nah, he wasn't that bad. Um, he also let's see what else happened. Um, Billy for some reason decides that it's a good idea to. Oh, right before, excuse me, right before Bloody dies, he says something, like, I'm counting on you or something like that. Um, and Billy realizes what's happening. Didn't really tell anybody about it, but he just, he, he, he sends signal to the people at the orphanage to release his gear. And so his gear is, is on its way. Um, when yeah, it's got like a RC gear, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when we begin to leave the area, we go over this bridge, and this gigantic, like, reaper-looking thing um, almost knocks the bridge out. It, it's about it's, to... It's the most nonsensical bridge of all time, though. Yeah. Uh, what is yeah. the point of that bridge at all? To get from one area to the other. I'm looking at a picture of it right now, and it. why don't you just go through the tunnel right there? It's right above it. Yeah, or why wouldn't you cover it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, right before that gigantic reaper knocks us off the bridge, uh, we get saved by Billy's gear. And we... Or Wells, that's it. That's the other name for the reapers. The Wells. Um, so we have to fight this giant well. Um, luckily the fact told me that it gets, uh, larger whenever you use ether against it. Um, because I did it one time and uh, what happens is it grows stronger and attacks, but it also weakens it as far as defense goes. Yeah. It's an interesting little mechanic. It yeah. physically gets bigger and it gets, it does more damage, but it's weaker. Yeah. It makes no sense, but. It, it basically what this battle became was kill this thing as quickly as possible. Yep. You know, so which I really didn't have a problem with it either. No, I, 
I'm I'm not gonna play the hero. I just used uh, Billy's ether gun, which doesn't make it bigger and just does damage to it. There you go. I um, but I have outfitted my gears to the point where, as of right now, I'm not gonna have a problem in my gear battles. <laughs> For a while. For a while, it depend. Like I don't know how far. Like in the future, I may be dead, but. As of right now, and as far as we talk in this episode, I don't have a single problem in any gear battle. Um, we beat it. Um, yay, happiness. Um, everybody's like, thanks for helping me. Um, Billy wants to go back to the Ethos headquarters. When we go back to the Ethos headquarters, oh snap, something bad has happened because there's dead bodies everywhere. Uh, everybody seems to be dead. There are a few guys, but um, we start noticing that there's some... Um, nice. I'm looking at the at this, uh, you know, where it shows all the dialogue. Yeah. And uh, for some reason, uh, the, the assassins that they're using, you know, the assassins that you fight... Uh-huh. Ethos headquarters. They're using a picture of Igor from Persona. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well that works. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. So kind of now, everybody in the Ethos headquarters is dead. Um, and when we start exploring, we notice that there are these assassins running around trying to kill everybody. Um, and um, we get attacked by them. We beat them. I mean, it's obviously it's not a very difficult fight. Um, and there's also Ethos guys attacking us as well, and it's very strange. Nobody knows what's going on. Billy especially doesn't know what's going on. If you do a little bit of exploring, you may meet a couple of people who are just like freaking out about it. Um, but I mainly just go down uh, to the bottom. Yeah. And. Um, I don't know if you have to do this, but I did it. And it actually pops up a little later on. Um, you you meet up with a uh, w- one of the people from the, the floating, pl- the floating uh, country. Oh, I was just there today. Spoiler alert. But I was just there today, and I can't remember the fucking name of it again. <sighs> Not Solaris? Not Solaris. It's the other one. Shavat. Shivat. Oh, yes. Yes, Shivat. Uh, I, I found somebody from Shivat that was hiding out in the bottom of the Ethos headquarters. And uh, we saved them and, and brought them to the to, to the, the your Driscoll. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you had to do that. Did you do that? Yeah, I did that. I, I don't remember if you had to. or. I think you kind of have to because that person actually plays a little bit of a role in upcoming chapter uh, I know at the very least I tried to go into that room and I was stopped and it said she was in there resting or recovering or something yeah but um let's see here uh, you run around through there you kill some assassins and stuff like that and eventually you go even deeper into the the headquarters um and here begins the series of Things that I emailed you about. Yeah. <laughs> the next half an hour is strange. 
Yeah. So here's what I need to explain. This is in my own thoughts and theories. The ethos, what we learn is through a database and a main computer and the ethos headquarters, is that the ethos was created thousands of years ago um, by uh, Solaris. Yeah. Um, Solaris basically wanted to infiltrate the human civilization that was on the planet itself by basically creating a religion and having that religion, the people, the top people in that religion, the bishops and things like that, spies. Um, they also took over all of the manufacturing and uh, uh, excavating of gears so that they could regulate who has gears and who doesn't. They basically took over like silently took over without anybody realizing it. Yeah, all behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. It was all a big ploy or a front, as I believe Rico says. The whole ethos is a front for Solaris and I guess maybe Gebler. I know Gebler's involved with them. Um to spy on and keep tabs and basically regulate the people of of Earth. I'll just call it Earth. They call it Earth, I think, a couple of times. Um, and they, they do this because they... they well, well, we'll find out a little bit later on um, that they're, they're doing a few things to... I don't really know. I mean, obviously they use humans on Earth as slave labor almost. Um, right. It's basically just like trying to make their lives easier and better and just make themselves pop like powerful. That's the main gist of what we find out in the computer bank. And then we leave. So they also mentioned this other place, Z- Zeboim? Zeboim? Zeboim. And I know that's come up a little bit. Uh, they say it sank to the bottom of the sea. Okay. So sort of like Atlantis. Okay. But then how does that relate to the Aquavie place? No idea. I have okay. no idea what any of this relates to anything. Yeah. That That's the thing, because the only time I really see those two places you just mentioned... Um is whenever the 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 weird dudes inside the television are saying it. Yeah. And I still don't know what those guys are. And what the hell they're talking about. Every time I have a scene with them, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> it's I'm lost whenever they're saying stuff. But anyway, so the computer bank stuff. Ethos is actually kind of bad. Actually, they're really bad. They're working for Solace to to regulate the humans on Earth. Simple as that. So when we leave that area, we run into a guy. He's kind of like um, 
like a, a right hand man, I guess you'd say, to to the the, the main bad guy of this whole ethos thing, but Verlaine, I think yeah. is his name. Verlaine. Yeah. Uh, Verlaine is there, and he summarizes everything we just learned. <laughs> I'm talking everything. No new information is brought up. It's basically just a reiteration. Um, at that point, Jesse shows up. Um, he says, you know, he's like, oh, I, it's hot. I'm hot on their trail. I, I understand what's going on now. Then he starts telling us what we already know. <laughs> okay. Then the big bad guy shows up. The guy who's been behind this whole ethos conspiracy all along. Bishop Stone. Yes, the guy who helped, the guy who saved Billy's life. You know, uh, he is the guy running it, running the whole show as far as the ethos goes. Guess what Stone does? He tells us the exact same thing that has been told to us four times already. <laughs> the only difference is he actually adds a little more information about how the whole. Oh, Billy, I saved your life, but it was all really just a ploy so I could get you to to uh, join the ethos and stuff like that. So it you know, it goes even more sinister and even more deeper. You know, because he's got he got Billy involved that way. And basically how Billy was being used as a puppet. And at this point, I'm sitting here with my PSP and I'm like, I have just Wasted at least 30 minutes. Just, just sitting here reading this text, which is basically paraphrasing what I already fucking know. So I stopped playing and I emailed you exactly what I emailed you. Yep. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, is that a product of its time. I mean, is that, is that, did that happen a lot in role playing games from the nineties? I, 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 I can't, I can't remember. I, to be fair, I've only played about three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've never seen anything this extensive, but I've also, I feel like this game has a lot more dialogue than the one, the ones that I'm used to, like wild arms. I played through. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't have anything like this. I feel like final fantasy seven didn't really have anything that was this, this extensive. Yeah. This got a lot of dialogue. I'll give it that. It's but I, I, I don't feel like this would happen now. So it's this may be worse than most of them. Yeah. In, in At this period in the 90s. But. I sure as hell don't see it like that nowadays. Right. So. Damn. Like it, it just. It really took me back for a minute. I was like man. You know, and and don't get me wrong, I know this game is a great game. I can even say it's a great game. But just seeing that, that 30-minute time, I was like, how can people say that this is a great storytelling game when (laughs) I just wasted 30 minutes of dialogue on useless information that I already knew? I was just like, but, but that's just me. I'm not calling anybody names. I'm not judging anybody for saying that for saying that this is one of the greatest games of all time. You are totally in your right to say that. I just 
I can't see it. Maybe it's run a lot on nostalgia. Don't get me wrong, the game's still fun. But man. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of feel like this is the kind of thing that is annoying while you're playing it, but it's the very first thing that you would not care about as soon as you're done with the game. Yeah. Because, you know, you think the minute this game's over, that half an hour that you wasted may have helped understand the game a little bit better, which makes the rest of the game more enjoyable. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I understand. I wouldn't mind this kind of repetition if it was, tell me 75% of it now, and then cover most of that two hours from now, and then recap it six hours from now, because the way that this game, you know, the way the story is told in this game, it's not like a movie, you know, this is 40 to 50 hours long, so I'm not opposed to repetition, but it's just awkward when it comes back to back to back like this. Yeah. Then it feels unnecessary, but but overall, you know, especially in in this era game, I'm not, not really opposed to them kind of rehashing where people are from because you know it's hard to keep it straight yeah i yeah this is true so i kind of understand but it doesn't add anything if it's back to back because if i just heard it i haven't forgotten it yet yeah <laughs> give me two hours and then i'll forget it there you go so bishop or stein i think jesse calls him stein that's his actual name yeah, they've all got alternate names. Right? Yeah, they've all got alternate names. Um, Which doesn't help the confusion factor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but he, he runs off. We go after him. He jumps into a gear and um, basically floats away. Gets away. Uh, we go back to Bart's uh, ship and uh, they get, they hear word of a distress call coming from Thames. And they think that that gear is going after Thames. Um, Kind of find out, it's actually, um, as the captain calls it, the giant fishbowl. I always call it the Death Star. Yeah, it looks like a Death Star with a a mushroom on top. (laughs) Um... Which makes it sound so much more uh, imposing. Yeah, I know. It's like a Death Star with a mushroom. <laughs> but uh, this is... Um, a, 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 I don't even know what this thing is. But it's, it's, it's huge, and it's shooting stuff. It shoots a bunch of the ships surrounding Thames uh, and destroys them, like, for real. Uh, and then we get a cutscene with the bald guys in the televisions again. Yep. And I honestly have no idea what they said. I mean, I, I know what they said, but I have no idea what it means. They're talking about ethos, right? Y- yeah, like... So they're they're basically aligned with ethos, but they don't like the way they're... the methods that they're using? Well, I mean, I can definitely just read what it says here. If need be, um, which screw it, I'll do it. I don't, I don't, I don't know that that'll help understand anything though. <laughs> well, one of them says a selfish creed. I question his faith. 
We don't know who. Uh, we all we have no need for an organization of fanatics, which is ethos, obviously. Uh, we will seek what they will. It's their nature. But too much is undue. Too much is undue, okay? Uh, something must be done. A reprimand is necessary. They are an expendable group. There is nothing we can do at this point. Yes, there is nothing more to gain from their continued existence, which I guess they're just basically cutting off ethos. Is it ethos? But they're attacking the Thames, right? They are attacking the Thames, but I have no idea why they would be talking about the Thames with this. Right. Um, this is... Um, uh, they've already done what we've required. Currently, we're in the process of dealing with each area responsible. Stein, which is Stone, is in charge of dealing with Aquavi. Or Aquavi. I don't know. Aquavi. What the fuck is Aquavi? We don't know. Bear in mind the need for a fitting solution. Didn't we just... Final solution. Yeah. Didn't we just take care of that? Moreover, Krillin, Dragon Ball, we're going into Dragon Ball now, um, is rather exorbitant. It's only a molecular machine. Why is he placing so much importance on it? Humans and machines, it's all the same to us. Yes, they are the same. They are all the same. So, after that scene... I'm like, the fuck are they talking about? Who is Krillin? Because every time they say Krillin, I'm thinking of this bald guy with six dots on his head. Throwing a Destructo disc from Dragon Ball. I know you haven't seen Dragon Ball, but Krillin's a, a character in Dragon Ball. Uh-huh. So, we have this person named Krillin, which I, we will be introduced to Krillin in the next scene, actually. Um... But they're talking about uh, a molecular machine. Uh, they These guys are talking about humans and machines, and they're all the same. And it doesn't really matter to them. Uh, they're talking about this place called... This place or dealing with Aquavi. So Aquavi apparently is a city that was built on top of Zeboim after Zeboim sunk, sunk. Okay. So wherever it is, it's above Zeboim. All right. But as to why that's important, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Either do I. <laughs> so we get a scene where it shows Krillin, who looks an awful like, like, like a woman, but it's actually a man. Um, and uh, let's see here. Eliminate the rest of the trash. Use the test subject's wells for retrieval and elimination. We confirmed a mark location of Stein of 130 research and excavation sites. It is the southernmost peak. Shock troops are entering Zeboim now. Thing they searched for over 500 years. This should be interesting. So, Zeboim, I guess, is where we're going to go next. This is my speculation, because they never actually say you're in Zeboim. Right. But you go to... Well, well. Let, let me just... Before we get there, let me just talk about another very strange part of this game. <laughs> uh, the fact that Thames is under attack, 
there's a lot of bad stuff going on there. We're trying to rush to get there, and when we get there, everything's kind of peachy. Yeah, that was weird. We get there, and the captain's like, "Oh, we held them off because we are men of the sea." In his typical overdramatic way. Yeah, and I'm just like, you know, I was thinking, okay, this is obviously going to be probably a little, a few fights, maybe a boss fight or something like that. Nothing. Yeah. I was like, okay, so they they got away. So, <laughs> I, I I honestly don't know what to think of that. So we go back to the Bart ship, and we leave Thames. After we rushed over there. Yeah, after we rushed over there, and um, they're, they're saying that we should go to the Ethos excavation site, the old one of the old ancient ones. As they say. Um, oh wow, I'm skipping all this right here because I don't want to go here. Um, but yeah, we go to the Ethos dig site, which is like this small little area. Um, and uh, which I should mention, who are you usually bringing with you? So. Uh, we had that one big part where they told us to pick who to bring. Uh-huh. And I didn't really have the choice to sub in or out as many people as I thought. Uh, I couldn't get rid of Billy. Yeah. And I couldn't add Faye. Yeah, because Faye's still knocked out. Right. So all I did was sub out Ellie and put in Rico. Okay. I've actually been keeping Ellie with me, and I will say why in a little bit but uh, well I'll say it right now her ether the the ether doubler on her <laughs> is insane yeah see I don't have the ether doubler and she's been terrible for me so I just decided instead of going to get it I was just gonna give her the boot yeah I'm so glad I got that because <laughs> it has made some of these boss fights insanely easy but yeah like I'm talking like in her gear, using the eth- like just using ether attacks because she has all those elemental attacks. Yep. Um, I'm doing like two thousand damage. Wow. In a gear? Yeah, I'm not kidding. But anyway, so we go to this the excavation site. Um, while we're there, there's Gebeler troops. Um, fight a bunch of them. Th- this place isn't too awful bad. Um, there's a few, um, like going through a few doors and things like that, and it's pretty much straightforward until after you get to a certain point where it's, you know, it opens up a little bit, but not much. So I never really got lost or anything here. Um, which you, you, you got the, to this part, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally forgetting half this stuff. Um, the, the, we do get a scene where Ming, Ming uh, talks to Graf um, and uh, basically says, uh, so talking about some kind of reawakening of a gear or a person. Um, and they're talking about how they're heading to Zeboim. So, or Zeboim. I don't know how you pronounce it. 
but um and so graph is like he, he he's he's headed that way i guess so we get we go a little bit farther in there um and we go down some more elevators and things like that and we eventually reach this bottom cavern which is when when you walk out on this large uh bridge you everybody realizes this is a gigantic city yeah under, under the, underground underground huge huge city um and they say that it's, it's probably Zaboim. um continue walking a little bit um eventually I had a little bit of a problem here, all because I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know I could hit these buttons on this friggin' on the the consoles and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it's a little weird. They make you do some awkward backtracking here. Yeah, uh, and there was like a couple of things where I like I actually had to jump on top of the computers to hit something. Really? Yeah, it was weird. It wouldn't. It would like like I was reading the fact and it was saying hit this button. And I'm, I I kept trying to hit the button. And I was like, what the fuck? So I finally just started jumping and stuff like that. And I finally jumped on top of it and it let me hit the button then. <laughs> and I was like, well, I guess that works. But anyway, we eventually come to this door that's locked. It's like this big green door. But on the other side, or on the opposite side of that hallway, there is a, um, a control panel. We, uh, we activate that control panel. And it actually says... A, a good amount of stuff. Um, I get like this small scene where uh, Ellie starts kind of freaking out a little bit, talking about blood and stuff. And um, she she activates it, and this large tube, almost like an experimental tube. That you see in like movies and it's like a stasis to state like what do they call that one you know yeah like a stasis pod or a- yeah something like that where you know they they put you in there naked and they hook you up to machines and it like pumps shit into you but anyway there's a tube there and kind of what materializes in that tube and, and it says it right here just like i said it looks like a troll doll Oh, that's exactly what I thought when I saw it. Yeah, I was like, "That there's there's a troll doll," <laughs> um, but it's actually a little girl, a little girl, um, and uh, when we go inside, uh, right away as we go inside, um, the Bishop Stone shows up behind us with reinforcements. With reinforcements, um, they take the girl, and uh, we have to fight these uh, reinforcements. Uh, these reinforcements come in the form of two, what look like probably preteen girls. Yeah, who say some weird ass stuff. Yeah, some fourth wall breaking stuff. Yeah, um, I think one of them may be like an android of some type. I don't really know. One of them looks like she has like bunny ears. Yeah. But anyway, they're they're called elementals or elements. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, we have, after a little bit of goofy dialogue with them, we go into a fight, a boss fight with them. And, um, Matt got destroyed. Yep. 
I did not get to do one thing in that fight. Uh, as soon as the fight started, I had 800 damage done to each of my three characters. So you only have about three to 400 life. Uh, and that was it. I died. Restart. <laughs> Jesus. And it, it's not 100% trivial to get from the last checkpoint. You know, it had to be a good... I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe? Yeah. So that's fun. Well, it'd be a good idea just to level up a little bit right there. Yeah. I don't know. Should I just leave this whole area to level up or should I just keep wandering around? Well, have you ha have you had any problem with the random encounters that were in there? No, except for the rat things are kind of annoying. Okay, yeah. Um, I'd say just stay there because, I mean, that that's that's a good place for you to level. Yeah. See, I did all my leveling on the the ship with all the uh, the wells on it. So, but yeah, at this point, well, I won't say that. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit past this. Like I fought the next boss and actually reached another, went through another dungeon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've already went through the Tower of Babel. Yes, another JRPG that we play that's very long that has a Tower of Babel in it. <laughs> Except this Tower of Babel is not half as bad as the one in fucking Crimson Gem Saga. Thank God. But don't get me wrong, and I'll talk about it. I don't know. We'll talk about it next time. But holy shit, I had some problems in the Tower of Babel. This one. It, it had nothing to do with battles. It had everything to do with fucking platforming in this game. Oh my god. I just did that yesterday. And it pissed me the fuck off. Oh my god. So, anyway, yeah. Just get ready to be kind of pissed off when you get to the power of Babel. Because it's going to be... It, the, the platforming is so fucking ridiculous in this game. In, the, in it. But anyway. At first, it's funny because I considered that to be a... Shockingly, surprisingly, you know novel thing in this game was that there would be any platforming in it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. I can explore. But, you know, that's only a good idea in theory. I guess if it doesn't work, then it's not any fun. Yeah. Get, get ready to explore the, the lake at the bottom of the place and then have to warp back to the very beginning of the fucking area constantly. No matter how high <laughs> you climb. There's also a sweet tower in Okami. No, that one was easy, though. He just kept hitting jump. Yeah. And maybe go to the side. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, well, I mean, how, you, you want to keep... You want me to at least go past this part, or... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can keep going. Okay. Um. So, I fought the, 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 the two girls. Um. They didn't give me too much trouble. I mean, yeah, they had some powerful attacks, but at this point, I'm like... Level at least level forty eight. Um, okay, I was about forty three ish. Yeah. Um, and I have at that at the at, for this fight, I already had Saitan and Bart. I had both their um, um, the X X death blows, which from what I understand is one of the most powerful ones that they can get. Um. I guess through learning. I don't know exactly. 
the list, that's where it kind of ended. Um, and those things do a, lot, a, a good amount of damage. Uh, when I was fighting them, they were doing close to about uh, five to 600 damage. Hmm. So I took those out. We chase after um, Stone. Um, and we get, a, we get a few small cutscenes of Faye laying in the hospital bed on the Yurchasil. Um, he, he, basically, it flashes to him in that lab where the girl was within the tube. Uh-huh. And he was wearing a lab coat. Oh, interesting. And there's like soldiers outside of the outside of the, the the little green door that separated them and they're like pointing guns at a girl laying on the ground. It was weird. They didn't really explain much. Uh, and it kept saying small things like, you know, hand over the child and something about uh let's see what did it say here created to remove that yoke our cursed existence bound to earth and something about removing the yoke of man or mankind removing the yoke that's been bounded to them and just a bunch of like foreshadowing and stuff and then it it kind of flashes away and then it shows the bed gone and and Faye's gone, and a guy standing there saying, "Where'd Faye go?" Um. And yeah, I mean that's that's uh, unless you want me to talk about the fight with Id, we'll, we'll just wait. Is that the end of this part before you get to Bebel? Yeah. Yeah, you might as well just finish this part up then. Okay. Well, um, we reached the um, the bridge that where the city was. Um, Stone is there. He's kind of mocking everybody. Aha, I got her and stuff like that. Um, and um, out of nowhere, uh, you you hear this voice saying, "Give it back." Um, and all of a sudden, this gear shows up. It's that red gear um, with the wings. Oh, yeah. Um, it shows up. and um, The one that saved Dully? No. This is a different one. This is the, this is the gear that destroyed the Yurgisil. Yurgisil. Remember in the desert, broke it in half. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, it shows up at the bridge, and uh, a person teleports out of um, the gear itself. Uh, this person's name is Id, and he keeps saying that uh, the girl or whatever they have doesn't belong to you. It belongs to me. That's what he keeps saying. And he said, I want you to give it back now. Um, and then finally, so Billy, I think asks like, who are you? And he says, if you need to know, I'm id ID. I don't know how you pronounce it. Probably id, maybe id, but there is something very interesting about this character. It's a redheaded guy. 
in a red kind of power suit. Moves and looks a lot like that that flashback that we had with Ramses, where he thought Faye fought a lot like that redheaded guy. Yeah. This guy fights exactly like Faye. Has the same death blows and everything. Ah. Uh, future Faye? Could be. Or past Faye. Hey. Never yeah. Know. Really distant past? Uh-huh. I don't know, but all I know is this motherfucker, <laughs> even <laughs> after power leveling, is a bastard. <laughs> this dude, like, his little death blows, he actually, he did a couple of death blows that, like, hit multiple characters. So, like, he'd beat the shit out of Saitan, then, like, elbow Billy in the face. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so <laughs> weird. But there was a there was a few things that, he, he beat the shit out of my characters. Um, I did not die, but I did have to revive myself a bunch of times. Um, and I thought, originally I thought this was going to be one of those, um, those fights that you couldn't win. Because obviously this guy is like a, a badass that, you know, you're supposed to get the shit beat out of you. But no, you know, you actually beat him. You don't beat him. You just kind of end the fight. He um he he's getting there he's getting he's getting ready to I I don't know do a death kill or something like that during a cutscene after we beat him um and then all of a sudden another gear shows up uh and the gear actually grabs it um and kind of out it's wise man wise man shows back up in that gear grabs a hold of it and he's basically saying get out of here I got him go now run. And of course, Id's like, ha ha ha, laughing. He starts, he starts glowing. Um, and uh, the party leaves. When the party leaves, you can hear like, what sounds like an explosion. Um, and from what I can gather, Wise Man's dead. Like he kind of just sac- it was like one of those moments where it felt like he sacrificed himself to save these guys, kind of thing. Yeah, which you know, noble and valiant. Sure, I'll give you that, but I wouldn't put it past him coming back to life. Yeah, I'm sure any number of times or ways in this game. Yeah, I'm sure we will see Wise Man again. If all Faye needed was a little rest, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll be okay. You're gonna find out. <laughs> you're gonna find out a little bit later on um, in this game that apparently nobody really dies. It's like the like because yeah, there's a scene later on. It's actually during a fight where we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll save that for next time. Um, but it's 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 kind of ridiculous. It's another one of those man, what a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so um. We leave. We get back on the the um, the Yerdrasil, whatever. Um, the the Death Star with the um, mushroom flies off, um, and that's that's pretty much it. You know, it, it, Billy's basically very very upset with the ethos. The ethos is pretty much dead now. You know. 
Uh, everybody in it is pretty much dead except for Billy. Um, their secret's kind of out, and it kind of ended a little bit on a down note as far as how that goes. But that's it. Phase phase awake, but we don't know where he is. He's missing. He's missing in action. He's missing. Um, uh, wise man shows up, saves everybody. This crazy guy named Id, who looks exactly like Ramses's flashback guy, he shows up, beats the shit out of everybody. There's a girl that materializes in front of everybody who gets stolen by the bishop. It's nuts. Yeah, I'm uh, ready to trek through. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little scared that this pace is not going to be quick enough to finish everything in an episode or two. Yeah, that's 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 my biggest thing is like, I don't know how you want to play in this. Because other than it seeing, seeming a little random, I am still digging everything. I, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I am too. It's it's kind of turned into a ride for me now. Yeah, I'm with it. You know, wherever it goes, as ridiculous as it might be. See, I'm still waiting on this game to connect the opening fucking cutscene to what what we're doing now, <laughs> because uh, this this computer becomes sentient and. Basically makes this gigantic spaceship crash. There is a naked woman that shows up like she's the, like possibly the only survivor of this spaceship crash. Whenever it landed on this planet, you know it's this strange shit that has never been brought up since. You know I'm, I'm waiting on it to connect it somehow. I'm sure it has something to do with Ellie. That's just my theory. Um, we're starting to get some flashbacks of Faye. Obviously, he has done something either in his life that he doesn't remember because he's suffering from amnesia or something he's done in a previous life. You know, as far as the whole religious overtones go and how, you know, at the beginning, whenever we first started the, the recording about this, you know, it was supposed to be a double meaning to everything. I still don't see that. In fact, I may not see that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it just depends how deep you are intending to look. Yeah. I just, I mean, I, I just don't see it. That's just me, though. But yeah, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see them actually connect that opening cutscene to what we're doing in this game so far. I, I have a feeling that everything in that opening scene happens way, 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 way in the past. <laughs> and that's basically how life began on this planet. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, because truth be told, I can't remember it. And I remember, distinctly remember the second disc of this game. 
being a lot of boss fights and a lot of talking. It, it, I'm, I'm assuming then that it's shorter since we're not on disc two and yeah, looks like we're over halfway through. Yeah. I, the, I remember them. Uh, I, it, t- it took like a weird turn. Like, I don't think there was much exploration at all in the second disc. I think it was just talking and boss fights. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm serious when I say that. I, I can't remember, but I remember a lot of talking. And a lot of Faye and Ellie. So, Seems about right. So, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much as far as we're getting this episode, which ain't too bad. You know? I, I can't remember on the fact where we are. I think this is like chapter 38 or 39. Yeah, I think and, we're going into 38. And there's technically 64 chapters in that fact that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. So we're a little bit past halfway. From what I can estimate, I'd say we got 18 hours left. Which sounds like a lot. And it is a lot. How you want to do this? <laughs> I say we do it in t- two more episodes. You want to try and do this in two more episodes? Do you want to take a, a two weeks in between? Or you want to try and power through this in two weeks? I, I would say two weeks for the next one. Okay. And then maybe wrap it up the following week. We'll try our best just to wrap it up the following week. So two episodes in three weeks. I can do that. Sounds good to me. I think that's doable at a at, at a pretty good clip. <laughs> yeah, and I think that it's it's spaced out far enough to where we can do it at our own pace without rushing. Yeah, you know what I mean. That sounds good to me. But um, yeah, there's a couple other things I want to mention, as we always do at the end of every show. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh. Sticking with us through this entire game, I know it can be boring listening to me, mainly me, go over a walkthrough of how we play this game, (laughs) Um, which I'm enjoying. This is what I will say. I'm enjoying what we're playing of Xenogears. I'm having a lot of fun playing it, but I'm excited to, to, to do something different, if you you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of it, so even a lot of a good thing. Yeah. Can be a little wearing at times. It's true. But, um, yeah, uh, if you guys would leave us an iTunes review, we just so happen to have one. Um, it's from Jay. I know it's Jay, uh, the guy who works at the site now, doing some pretty fantastic work. So you definitely check out that stuff over at ztgd.com. Um, and you know what's funny? I'm sure he's listening to this, and I'm sure he will correct me. I don't know how to pronounce your name as far as the, the, the screen name. Batsuasai? Batsoai? But Batsoai. Batsay. J. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. This 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 is that. Couple that with Yggdrasil, and man, we could be grading him the wrong way. I know. I'm sure his nails on a chalkboard. Um, but anyway, 
let that iTunes review. Uh, so it's a trip down memory lane. The show is a good way of remembering some of the greats and not so great games of the past. While there's a lot of I don't know what's going on, the show <laughs> itself is pretty easy to follow, and it's still always nice to hear some new perspectives on some of my old favorite games and seeing and see if they've aged well in the eyes of a few entertaining individuals. Thank you very much, Jay. It is greatly appreciated. We now have 10 ratings on iTunes, which is not much, but you know what? For us, for little old us, I'm proud. <laughs> but yeah, I do appreciate that. If you guys would, anyone listening out there, want to give us an iTunes review, please do so. We will read it on the show. It can be good or bad. Just give us some feedback. Gets our name out there and it lets other people hear us. Um, you can send us an email. Uh, you can send me one, frustratedfury at ztgd.com. Uh, you can suggest games to us. You can tell us how totally wrong we are while playing Xeno Gears. Uh, whatever you'd like. We'll read on the show. We will take any type of criticism as constructively as possible. Um, you can tweet to us. I am at dmlfury. And Matt is at R-E-M-G-S. Uh, you can tweet to us. You can. There's multiple ways to get in contact with us. Give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. But, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. We will be back in two weeks. We're going to take two weeks off, try and trek through this game as much as possible, and uh, hopefully uh, figure out what the hell is going on in it. Um <laughs> But I do thank everybody for listening. Until then, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. We'll catch you guys in two weeks with the next episode of Xenogears. Gears.